Welcome to Simone J. It's between the weeks. With two freaks. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And we're here to fill you in and fill you up. Motherfucking update. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> woo woo. Still juggalos. Still juggalos. <laughs> juggalos for life. We, we're still juggalos and yet we're doing nothing like juggalo-esque. No, I don't even own a Hatchet Man shirt yet. And I really, I was listening to an episode um, where we mentioned being juggalos. And I was like, fuck, I don't even have a juggalo shirt. I'll have to order you one. Yeah, I need to like <laughs> get, I need to get my life together. Yeah. I need to get my juggalo life together. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> how have you been? I've been all right. How about you? I've been okay. A little sick. Yeah, you've been but, struggling. Yeah. Little uh, booger country yeah. is living inside of me, but it's Hot. fine. Yeah. Hot. Hot stuff. Um, so I've been thinking about getting a new dog. Really? I went to PetSmart uh-huh. to get dog food, which they did not have Frank's food, but they did have an adoption day. <laughs> and I just went to say hi to the dogs. And you know me, I'm very picky about what dogs I like. Yeah. And I met this dog and I'm in love. What kind of dog is it? He's a chihuahua, but he's like He's bigger. Okay. He's got a little barrel body. He's Aww. probably mixed with something. And his name is Butch. Uh-huh. And he's eight. And he is just everything. <laughs> and he uses a dog door and he likes to be left alone. And the only time he ever barks is when he wants food. Oh. And I said, I see you, Butch. You are my type of yeah, dog. Yeah, that sounds like the perfect dog for you. Yeah. So everyone wants me to get him including my mom who's really pushing uh-huh. and I said it's just not the right time for me to get a dog I'm borderline homeless to which my <laughs> mom said homeless people have dogs that is true I know and then she said that she's very worried about me and what will happen if Frank <laughs> dies and I oh. haven't gotten another dog yet. Okay. She said, I'm just worried about your mental health if you haven't gotten another dog by the time Frank dies. And I said, fair enough. Um, but at that point, I'll probably just get a husband. And Deborah said, get a dog. <laughs> oh, Deborah. So I'm still on the fence about okay. this dog situation. Yeah, I think I don't think you're the type of person that would like go unhinged if Frank died and you didn't have a dog. Like, I think you could handle not having a dog. Yeah. At all. Um, But I feel like if you really like him, I mean, there's never really a good time to get a dog. You know what I mean? Like, no no matter what, it's going to take a little bit of time and effort and a, a little getting used to period. Yeah. Um, but if you're not ready, just think about it. I mean. Well, I'm going to go see if he's going to be at the adoption fair on Saturday. And I'm going to try to get out of work early so I can take Frank over to meet him. Yeah. Before I have to go to this wedding. That would be um, a good idea. And to see what Frank thinks of Butch. Because my main thing is that I don't want Frank's golden years. Like, I don't want Frank to be pushed aside during his golden years. Right. Because someone else needs more attention. But if this dog and Frank are both like kind of loners, that might be nice. We can all be loners together. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I'll keep everyone updated on the Butch situation, which yeah. he's been 
he's had his name that or he's had that name his whole life his mom had to go into assisted living and so that's why he was surrendered oh and uh this rescue picked him up because he was going to be put down at the humane society um because he's old and no one likes old dogs but me uh but i I, so it's like you can't change a dog's name when they've been one thing for no i like butch and now i'm now that you're telling me this story i'm like go get the fucking dog i know um yeah, but I, I think it would be good for Frank to have, like, a companion. Yeah. But if it's, like you said, if it's someone who's, like, going to be all needy, like, then that wouldn't be good because Frank's, like, king. Yes. Um. I mean, that's why we don't have another pet because Jem just can't handle. She's, like, such a fucking cunt. She's like, this is my house. Yeah. Well, who the fuck are you? Um. Yeah, Frank's never been that way. Like, basically, if another, every, like... When I got Felipe and Felipe would sleep next to me, Frank would just go to the foot of the bed. And I just, I don't want Frank to feel like he has to be at the foot of the bed for the rest, you know. Oh, yeah. Cold. Um, but anyway, so that's what's going on with me is I might okay. get this dog. Sweet. Yeah. Um, what's up with you? Um, not much, you know. I've just been laying on a couch, honestly, for like days trying to feel better. Okay. Um, so... That sucks, but I'm still trying to keep my positive mental attitude. Uh-huh. Um, and also I listened to our necrophilia episode. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, and but I just wanted to shout out the ladies of my favorite murder because I did not enjoy talking about like all the serial killers. Uh-huh. And I'm like, they like, it takes a lot to talk about murder that much. To be able to in-depth research it. Yeah. Yes. So correct. I'm like, those ladies, they're strong. Um. Yeah, I've been listening to this podcast, Wine and Crime, because uh-huh. I found it when I was researching necrophilia. And these ladies, I think, have a really um, good approach, which is that they pick a wine pairing to their topic each week. And they get shithoused while they talk about horrible things. And I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. I um, think that is the right way to do so, it. So <laughs> shout out to Wine and Crime. Yeah. Uh, they're really fun. Um, uh Yeah. I don't. Um, I wanted to ask you what your opinion is on PDA. Okay. Um, My opinion. Let's see. I think. I like PDA, okay, but I like it when I am really comfortable with the person I'm with and we're like on that. I feel like it's it's for a certain level of a relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's like, like I'm not going to, I'll hold hands with like, say I went on a date with a guy and it was like the first or second date. Like, uh-huh. I, yeah, I'll hold your hand. Really? Yeah. I mean, what? It, well- if I'm liking the person okay. and like, okay, I mean, granted, uh, Deacon, my husband and I had had sex already at this point, yes. I think maybe, um, but we went to a movie and it was like our first like actual date uh-huh. and he like grabbed my hand. We were like walking through the mall to the theater and I remember being like taken aback uh-huh. and then I was like, okay, I'll go with this. All right. So... I think it just depends on the person and how, like, into it. But I don't want, like, kissing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to make out in public, probably, unless yeah, I'm, like, gross. drunk. 
or stoned. Yeah. And it's been a while. Uh-huh. So light PDA is okay. cool. But heavy PDA, mm, not okay. Okay. So many things. <laughs> so you're willing to hold hands with someone in public. Yeah. Before you've had a we're in a relationship discussion. Yeah, if I think they're cute. If okay. They, if well, they- yeah. Okay. If if I would be proud for someone to see me holding that person's hand. Yeah. Let's hold hands if it's making me look good. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess that's. And maybe that's where it's coming I- in because I don't date for looks. I right. date for personality. Yes. And so I'm like, if we aren't, if we've just been on a couple dates and we're not in a relationship, don't hold my hand in public because that makes you look good, but it doesn't make me look good. Why? Because, like, they're not hot. <laughs> I've even had guys say, like, who run into coworkers or professors run into students or whatever, who say, I just got so many cool points for being seen in public with you. So, like, and that's the thing is it's like you don't – if you're just some schmo that I'm, like, boredom going on dates with yeah, or, like – had sex with once because it had been six months and I really needed to just have sex. Like, don't hold my hand in public because I just feel like it's acting. It's acting like it's a relationship. Uh. And a lot of times in human interaction, I feel like I'm acting. Um, I'm playing a role. Mm -hmm. This goes back to where my brother and I talk a lot about how we relate to Dexter. (laughs) Because on the show Dexter, he has to play a role as like a non-psychopath. And he studies how other people function and he behaves the same and so because I understand human behavior so well most of the time that I'm doing things I'm just going through the motions and if someone's doing PDA with me and I'm not like super I don't know like if unless it's so rare that it's coming from like desire and I just feel like it's an act and I'm like why are we putting on this act for whom for okay. whom? We're at like a pizzeria. Why are you why do you feel the need to put your arms around my waist and sway back and forth? Like why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. I think we're coming at it from two different perspectives. So like that totally makes sense. Uh-huh. The way that you're like thinking about it and that's why like you are not with it. Yeah. Um but cuz I the way I'm feeling about it is like it's flirting. So like I'm thinking like if they're trying to hold my hand, it's because they like me and this is like flirty and maybe we'll like kiss sweetly at the end of the night or something. So, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. So I guess I, I don't. I, I don't know. Everyone, you know, is different. And yeah. I think it's fine not to like PDA. Sometimes I just feel like it's them marking their territory. It's yeah. not flirt. It's like. For me, I'm like, either we're acting and we're playing the role of being smitten with each other, or you really are smitten with me and I'm mediocre about you, or you're trying to do some sort of territorial, like, marking thing by, like, putting your hands all over me, and I'm perfectly fine with, like, no one being able to tell, like, if we're romantically involved or just friends or whatever, like, because anything that's happening is going to happen. Yeah. Behind closed doors. And um, I do think there are guys like that who do try to do PDA for that reason. Uh-huh. So I think, like, yeah, it's definitely a case-by-case Yeah, thing. it's 
I my interpretation is that the majority of it comes from a performative aspect and not from an actually wanting to do it. Aspect. Okay. Yeah. And like I have fashionably kissed at the airport before because I you know I was dating with someone and it was a summer where we were traveling. We both were traveling a lot, and so there were a couple times where we were only in the same city for a day, and so yeah, like we would like I. I've passionately kissed another human being at an airport. So I know what that feels like. I just, maybe it's been so long yeah, for me that I'm like, this is fake and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way you're looking at it, yeah, I wouldn't want to have PDA either. Yeah. Or I'm like, get your fucking hand. Why are you, why are you trying to feed me garlic bread? Yeah. And I guess maybe it'd be nicer to have like your first like interactions touching each other privately yes and then it would make pda a little bit better or like i mean i'm such a bitch is what i found out (laughs) lately on this show like just because we've slept together like once or twice doesn't mean that you need to put your arm around me all the time while we're in public like i am an independent autonomous being yeah and i don't need to be like I don't know. Like, we don't need to walk. I feel like it's just because they like you, though. That's just what people do when they like each other. I don't understand any of it. I just feel like I'm a strong, independent woman. Yeah. You're a strong, independent man. And we will be physically affectionate at some point. But we don't need to, like, I don't need your hands on me all the time. And now I don't even want to go back to your house after this date because I feel like you've touched me enough. Uh-huh. I've been touched. That was a, that was legitimately a thought I had, Shu, uh-huh. is... You've touched me enough tonight and I have no interest in going back to your house because your hands have already been all over me and I already want to take a fucking shower. Uh Uh-huh. So, um. Maybe it's just a a sign that you, this isn't the person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I feel like if, you know, if you like someone, you're going to want to touch them. You're going to want to sway back and forth. I don't even, I can't (laughs) even remember what that's like. I will probably never know what that feels like ever again. Oh, no, you will. I don't don't think that's a thing. Um, But uh, totally unrelated, Uh my Pilates class today was a stretching class. Oh, nice. And the teacher did a lot of talking about, um, she said she did, she used to do rolfing, which is structural body work. It's deep massage that stretches the fascial tissue layers around the muscles. Um, And she said one of the workers that she studied under called the pelvis the seat of the soul and said, you know, a lot like we we store a lot of our emotions in the pelvis. So, you know, when you're stretching your deep hip flexors and stuff, like you can have these emotional releases because we're so guarded in that area. Uh-huh. Um, and it made me think of our episodes on vaginismus. Yes. And then on anal sex when I talked about, you know, how my <laughs> – Crohn's disease flares up when I'm like not doing well mentally. And it's, I just was like, yeah, all of my emotions manifest in my pelvis. Yeah. Um, and then I started crying in class because I felt like I like I was we were doing these like crazy stretches that, that were totally pretzely and like hurt in a way that like I was unfamiliar with hurting. And I like just like, yeah, they, they call it an emotional release in massage where like You can have a muscle worked out and just start like crying because you didn't know your emotions like they were manifested physically. Yeah. Uh, But I had an emotional release in my pelvic Pilates 
That's beautiful. I mean, I guess so. I like that a lot. I want to keep doing that. Like, I hope to do that class as often as possible because, like, obviously, I have a lot of, like, deep-seated mental problems. Uh, And one of the things the teacher mentioned, she goes, think about how we hug. And when we hug, we lean forward and we stick our butts back because we don't want to connect our pelvis to another person because it's dirty or wrong or it's inherently sexual and so we've so guarded this area that we actually pull it away from other people even when we're trying to connect to them right um so anyways so true yeah wow that makes me want to go to pilates dude this teacher this is the holly hunter teacher i adore her i mean she's been teaching for 20 years which is weird because she looks like she's my age um and so yeah i just it's I really enjoy going and being like this is like a healing spiritual whatever and uh, I need to let go of all of the emotions that I'm like guarding in my pelvis yeah so that sounds great I yeah good for you thanks I like it a lot yeah so anyways Um, uh, I need to yeah I mean I'm not a hugger and a toucher anyways right and so like part of my I know (laughs) Yeah, like the idea of feeling like comfortable enough with someone to let them like touch me like and just be like, oh, yeah, you're just going to put your hand around my shoulders or like mm-hmm. on my hip or whatever in public. Like that's really weird to me. And it's yeah. been a really long time since I've felt safe with someone doing that because generally I just feel like, yeah, like you're being you're treating you're being like proprietary over my body and I'm like sick of men trying to own my body or like disrespect my body or whatever. And like, I don't know. I get that. Yeah. yeah. No one, no one is worthy to take over this throne. Not to this. Come queen. Oh yeah. I am my own come queen. That's right. So anyways, oh, I don't know. Man. I just was trying to figure out often. I try to figure out if I'm weird about something or I don't know. So I was like, am I weird about PDA? I mean, no, I don't think you are. But even if you were, like, that's fine because we're all weird in our own ways. That's and true. like, that's that's what respect is all about is like respecting the fact yeah. that it someone's feelings or decisions might be weird, but that's their feelings. That's their feelings. So, you know, even if you are. It's fine. I guess that's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's like there are plenty of things that I'm weird about that I like. I'm just like, yeah, I'm weird about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with it. And so I need to just not worry. Like if I'm yeah. a little bit weird about it, who gives a shit? Who even gives a shit? No one. No one. Literally no one. Oh, my um, God. So, oh, you know what I wanted to talk to you about? It's an update from our necrophilia episode. Uh-huh. Um, so I talked about how that one guy um, – Herodotus in his histories said that this uh, pharaoh um, preserved his uh, dead wife in honey. Yes. There's a word for that. Oh, what is it? It's mellification. Mellification? Yes. So they actually mentioned it on Wine and Crime. Oh, okay. And there's different ways to mellify and none of them are super historically proven. Like... Alexander the Great allegedly um, was buried in a honey-filled sarcophagus. Uh-huh. Um, but this, there's this Chinese way dating back to, like, I don't know, 1500s, I think it said, where you – it's before you die. 
you know you're going to die. So you stop eating food and you only eat honey. And you eat honey until your feces and uh, apparently even your sweat are all honey. And then when you die from eating nothing but honey, (laughs) you're put in a stone coffin Uh filled with honey. (laughs) I kind of like, I'm wondering how painful it would be to shit honey to only eat honey for for days i kind of want to try it Um, now that you're saying this but now i'm like you know i i might want to die from honey like maybe if if i had like terminal a terminal illness Uh and then it like got to the point where i was like so sick i couldn't eat i'd be like start shoving that honey give me that honey (laughs) i know i can't Push it. Someone figure out a way. Just yeah. get it in there. Because it's the uh, sweetest death. <laughs> Saying. Um, so, and apparently when you die that way and you're buried that way, after a century or more, uh, the body and the honey in the coffin, it all like blends together and becomes a confection capable of curing many ailments. Oh, okay. It was like an ancient Chinese medicine is this dead body honey. Fuck. So mellification, cool, right? Yeah. Um. Also, I got an update that R. Kelly is like going down hard. What? Like a bunch of radio stations are boycotting him, and like DJs saying that yes. they are no longer going to play any of his songs on the radio. Um. And Wendy Williams wants to do an interview with him, but she's just not sure because there's so much backlash against him right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but he's, he's going, going down. down. Good. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Fuck you, R. Kelly. I mean, Never that's going to stop coming after you, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's the best way to end this updates is that yeah. R. Kelly is going down. That's right. We're yelling timber. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> We're yelling timber. <laughs> Oh, you're done now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. All right. All right. Well, happy Monday. <laughs> yeah.